Cool. Um, hi everyone, I'm Dossie. Welcome. Um, so, the topic of the class is unpacking Elul. So there's a lot to unpack for the month of Elul. So we'll try to get through as much as we can. Um, I'm going to bust through if I'm going too fast. Just ask me to stop. If you have a question, please interrupt me. I tend to like speak a million miles an hour. So definitely chime in. Um, SEM is always like an interactive class. I'll also just say that we have different teachers that teach. <laughs> Um, and each of us has a different flavor and different style and different topics that we like to talk about. So if you don't enjoy this class, trust me, the other teachers are amazing and great and um, definitely give it a chance because it, like Esther, Esty said, carving out time in your week is important and hopefully we'll be able to create a space here where we can come and learn and share and, and grow together. Okay. So I handed out um, a paper, if you didn't get it, there are more on the table, with just some topics that we'll go through. Um, and on the flip side, there's just strong takeaways. So in case we don't get to talk about it, I highly suggest taking a look at this because um, it's the month of Elul. Part of the work of Elul is doing that inward work. And, and this can help to just set that tone and, and create some short-term and long-term goals. Okay, so just, I'm gonna use my computer because I didn't print out my notes, I hope, but it's all good. Okay, so Elul, really the story of Elul is really about love, betrayal, and reconciliation. It's the ultimate, um, it's the ultimate love story between Hashem and the Jewish people. And um, the, the moderator is Moshe Rabbeinu. And um, historically, which, Sorry, also meant to say that if you don't have this book, you should definitely pick it up. There's a copy in the Chabad house. It's like $17, and it has a daily insight into the energy of the day. It's called 60 Days, and there's an amazing timeline also, like historically what happened and what the what is carried in the energy of Elul. So there really is no calendar like the Jewish calendar. It's not like a highway of linear time. It's really more of like an upward spiral staircase. So everything that happened in our history, that energy carries into now. And we actually elevate that, um, that experience because although we've distanced from that experience, we, we still have the ability to, to tap into it. So for example... Um, the month of Nisan is connected to redemption. Um, Kislev with Hanukkah is, has a, a, an idea of hope. And really all the months have a certain energy to tap into. So hopefully we'll be able to talk a little bit about what the energy of, of Elul is. Um, so historically, Moshe Rabbeinu ascended the mountain um, for the third time, Rosh Chodesh Elul, and was pleading with Hashem for forgiveness, right? Hashem um, grants us forgiveness on Yom Kippur. And the the first time that Hashem ascended, sorry, that Moshe Rabbeinu went up was Shavuot, was the sixth of Sivan. And then the second time was post-Golden Calf. And then the third time was Rosh Chodesh Elul. So during the entire month of Elul, Moshe Rabbeinu is pleading with Hashem to forgive the Jewish people. And that's one of the reasons why the month of Elul has this tremendous energy of forgiveness, compassion, um, teshuvah, so um, let's put that on hold. Um, 
Elul is really a time for preparation to ask for forgiveness when there's a massive breakup or um, like issue that we have that reconciliation doesn't happen right away we need to canvas the wreckage and in the month of Elul that's what we're doing it's kind of like if you do something if somebody does something to to hurt you unintentionally and they apologize right away sometimes it feels like did they really get it like did they get what they did did they did they feel like why I was hurt and you know sometimes we're quick to apologize because we get it but there is an idea of really taking into account and taking responsibility for what we did. And so the month of Elul, we're taking into account our entire year um, and we're reflecting and we're going inward um, and we're, we're doing the work so that our teshuva and our return to Hashem is genuine and sincere. Um, Okay, the word Elul in Aramaic actually means to scout. So we're literally doing the tikkun of the spies. We're scouting out um, our goof, our body, our mind body. We're taking into account our past year, what we did, what we didn't do, and what was the sin of the spies? It was that they came to the conclusion that they could not conquer the land. So really the tikkun is that they had no business in saying we cannot conquer the land. And so too, us with our struggles and our challenges and, the, and our negative patterns, Hashem is saying to us, you don't have any business saying you can't conquer this. You have to ask how, you have to do, do the work, but don't question your ability. If Hashem's putting us to task, then 100%, whatever thing we're trying to work on, it's because we have the ability to overcome it. Um, in the book, in the Sefer Yitzira, um, which is there, it's questionable where who wrote it. Um, some say it was Avram Avinu. It was the first book on. Um, it, it's it's basically a book on Kabbalah, and it preceded the Zohar, the um, by Rabbi Shimon that was written by Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. And in this book, it talks about the energy of each month, and and each month has a letter and a and a color, and an organ, um, and a, f- a few interesting things about the energy of, of Elul to help us understand is that it's connected to the Batula, the Virgo, the sign of the Virgo, which is connected with the bride. And it's a reference to that our love with Hashem is at its peak in the month of Elul. And it's a reference to our unconditional love that's buffered with mercy and compassion, the Batula of the Virgin is connected to innocence, um, our simple, untainted love that has no baggage. Um, sometimes we make our relationship with, with Hashem very complicated. Sometimes when I ask students, okay, so what's your relationship with Hashem? I've asked so many people in this room that. And some people have the reaction of like going on a 30-minute tangent about, well, it's, it's complicated. So the energy of Elul is... Your relationship with Hashem is not complicated. It is simple. It is pure. It is one. And it is totally unconditional. There's nothing you can do to taint this essential um, bond that we have. The letter of the month is Yud. The Yud is the origin of all letters. If you look at the Hebrew alphabet, there's a Yud that 
is formed at the beginning of every single letter, that little nook at the top. And it's a reference to that, and the Yud is also the smallest letter, which also is a reference to the simplicity of Elul, that unconditional connection that we have that is just one. Um, it's not a complicated letter. It's just a simple dot. And it's also, the Yud is the first letter of Hashem's um, Shem Havat name, the, the name of Hashem, Shem Havaya, the Yud K and Vav K. And again, it's connected to the name of Hashem that is connected to a little bit Kabbalistic, whatever, it's connected to revelation, the revelation of our oneness, the marriage of the, the, the beauty and the grandness of, um, of, of our relationship. Okay, yes? How do you think that these ideas um, balance with kind of like the fear that also comes along with like the other Great question. And like how Great question. it is also a day of judgment even though we do feel like Great question. So I've, I've been asked that question before. How do we, most people feel like the month of Elul is a fear inducing month, right? Because we're preparing, it's scary. But we're going to talk about it more that the month of Elul has nothing to do with fear. We do talk about the days of awe. We're not there yet. Elul is about compassion and forgiveness and connectivity. We're going to talk about the king is in the field. We're going to talk about the Yud Gimel Mido Harachamim and how the, I would say this, that it's much easier to approach, let's say you need to apologize to someone. It's much easier to approach somebody if you know that their reaction is going to be one of compassion and love, right? So if I know that me apologizing isn't going to make a difference, the likelihood of me like taking ownership and apologizing is a lot less. So we can think about that in the month of Elul. Hashem meets us with love and compassion. The energy of the month is, I'm here. It's not, it's not that you're, it, 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 the month of Elul is, you're guilty as charged. You made your mistakes. But you're not met with harshness. You're not met with deen. You're not met with um, judgment. That's not the month of Elul. The month of Elul is, I'm here. I'm in the field. And we're going to talk about it more. Just, you just have to make a small step towards me and I will meet you with love and compassion. I think it's also energy is in our minds. It's not a reality. That's not really the energy of Elul. The energy of Elul is, it's okay. Like two best friends. The way that you can just kick it with your best friend, that's how it is with Hashem. Hashem is hanging out with us. And that allows us to be open and to be real and to show up exactly how we are. Um, so let's shift into forgiveness and compassion and mercy. Um, after the sin of the golden calf, Moshe ascended Har Sinai and pleaded with Hashem for forgiveness. After his supplications were accepted, Moshe felt it was an auspicious moment to ask Hashem to give the Jewish people a back door. This back door was a plea to give us mercy when we need it most, when we fall, when we struggle. Give us this back door that we can enter. And, the, and this back door is the gate of the 13 attributes of mercy. And these 13 attributes of mercy are shining during this time. So Hashem agrees with Moshe and told him to wait on a mountain where Hashem would show his glory. And then Hashem passes over Moshe and proclaims the verse, the verse of the, the 13 attributes of mercy. Um, so again, mercy is 
you're guilty as charged. It's not that, you know, there isn't accountability for what you did. However, I'm meeting you with, don't be afraid of me. Like, it's okay. Like, we're going to get through this. It's also interesting to note that 13 is connected to the word in Hebrew of ahava, love. Love has the gematria of 13. So it's, again, it's the, we should be feeling in this month tremendous joy, tremendous connectivity. We should be feeling like, wow, Hashem and me are like tight. Like, we got this. That's the energy of, of Elul. Um, with that, there's also a lot of inward work that we do. Um, a little bit more on like how we know that this month is about mercy and rachamim. On Chai Elul, the, the dove was sent out from the teva, from Noah's teva, with, and came back with the olive branch. And then on the 25th of Elul, the dove went out again and didn't return. So we see that the, that the flooding, that the, that the mabul came to an end around Elul time, which again shows that it's a time of rebuilding. It's a time of renewal. Um, Rosh Hashanah, the ark was opened, and Noah and his family stepped out of the ark, um, and, and it was the beginning of a new era. We also have, it's also a time of slichos. Sephardim say slichos for 40 days. Um, and Ashkenazim say it for 10 days. So it's a time of not only forgiveness of, um, of it, it, the forgiveness. Hi, Lisa. The forgiveness is multidimensional. It's between me and myself. It's between me and the people around me. And it's between me and Hashem. And guess what? It's also acknowledging that everything is from Hashem. So if there's an anger or frustration or a resentment that I have, towards Hashem for giving me a certain circumstance, it's also a time to say, I mean, what does it mean to forgive Hashem? But it's just acknowledging that everything is from you and Hashem, I know that this is from you. And like, I'm giving myself permission to like, forgive this, forgive this. Like, I don't need to hold on to the baggage. Um, so it's, it's, it's letting go. It's letting go of the stuff that holds us down so that we can get back on track. So we need to ask ourselves, what is holding me down? What is in my backpack that I need to unpack and get rid of and let go of that isn't serving me anymore? If it's not serving me anymore, I need to be willing to like tashlich, throw it out. Get rid of it. Can you give an example of that? Um, an, an example of letting go? Of like, what, what are you letting go? So let's say you have a negative thought pattern about yourself. Oh, I'm so, oh, I'm, I'm so, I'm so, I mean, I can literally think of a million things. They're so embarrassing. But I'm so, I get, I get so, I'm, I'm not, let's say I'm not an early riser. That's not me. And this is just a, such a simple thing, right? Or I can't control my mouth. I enjoy speaking. Like, I just like whatever, lush and It's like, fine, you know? It's like a way that I connect with people. Or, or um, like that level of, like, I'm not that, I'm not religious. That's not me. I don't, okay, but like, what does that really mean? You know, like, what is it, what do you really, what's really under there? Like, let go of the baggage and the things that we build around our identity and get to the core, get to the essence, get to your marriage with Hashem, 
that you're in this relationship. It's like I'm married to Yaakov, but I say, um, whatever, I want to be independent and I'm not coming home today. Like, you do your thing, I do my thing. It's like a negative, it's, it's like, okay, let go of that. You can be independent and be in your marriage, right? So in our marriage with Hashem, we also have to be willing to see what holds us back from becoming intimate with Hashem. <coughs> Did that help? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's jump into Teshuvah. Teshuvah isn't just damage control. El Tshuva has the power to repair and transform our wrongdoings to merits. And this is the case throughout the year. We always have the opportunity to do tshuva and to transform our misdeeds to, to become mitzvahs, which is a wild concept. How do you transform a negative act, a sin? I didn't eat kosher. I didn't whatever. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. You can literally transform it to be a mitzvah. This is the power of tshuva. It happens that to be that in the month of Elul, we have more, our accessibility to tshuva is much stronger. It's like a, it's like right now we're in like an Iramiklat. We're like in a refuge of time or like the city of refuge that, you know, we, that we would run to if we did like an inadvertent sin. Right now we're in a refuge of time where we can, we, we're safe. It's like we can, we can, um, <coughs> We, we, can, we can return with a lot more ease. There's a lot more layers that are stripped away in this month. Accessibility is, is much, um, much more tangible. Um, someone have a question? Okay. And also, the, yeah? So you're saying that the month itself is like an earmark? Like it's exactly. It's a specific, like, mm-hmm. safe zone where we can, like, yeah, we're going to talk about it. Basically, the word Elul, there are five acronyms that connect with the month of Elul. So, Ani Ladodi Vidodi Li is the most famous one, but there are actually five. And one of them is a reference to um, a pasuk in last week's Parsha, which is about the cities of refuge and how Elul is a city of refuge, but it's a time. It's a time within the year that it's a safe haven. You, it, once you reach Elul, it's like, you can like drop your shoulders and you can breathe and you can do the work that you need to do without like without being met with that harshness. Um, I didn't really explain why your mitzvahs, why your wrongdoings can become mitzvahs. Um, I can basically the idea is that when you when you do the tshuva, you create barriers from not doing that same mistake again, and your ability to do the mitzvah is much stronger, right? Your consciousness is heightened. So let's say I didn't always keep this mitzvah, and then I decide I want to keep this mitzvah. I'm going to learn about that mitzvah. I'm going to make extra care to not transgress and to know what the parameters of that mitzvah is. So tshuva has the ability of, of turning those past merits into mitzvahs because now all those past misdeeds are actually the fuel of what's making me closer to Hashem. Okay, so the Alter Rebbe tells us, the Alter Rebbe um, says that tshuva is, connect, is tashuv hay, returning the hay. We're returning the final hay to tashuv. What is it? We're returning it. What does that mean? 
So the hay is referring referred is the second hay in Hashem's name Yudke Vavke. It's that hay that is connected to Malchut, kingship. And what happens is we have that spark of Malchut of kingship within us. And during the year, that Malchut manifests in the world. And I take that Malchut through the world. And sometimes I drag it through negative places, right? I find myself in places that maybe I shouldn't be, in thought patterns that I shouldn't be, in actions that I shouldn't be. And I take that, that hay in Hashem's name and I drag it there. So what I'm actually doing, Tashuv hay, is I'm taking where I got stuck, the hay of Hashem's name, the malchut of Hashem, the kingship of Hashem, and I'm returning it to Shem Havaya. I'm returning it to its source. I'm returning my essence, my actions back to its source. And I'm saying, and also, that's also very powerful in tshuva, right? Tshuva, we, that's again the idea that your misdeeds become your merits because you're taking Hashem, the king, and you're, so to speak, taking like the king's robe and the king's scepter and the king's crown into mud, into like the dirt of your world. But you're also, if you do the tshuva, you're actually brightening that specific space that you needed to go to to elevate. So you can also look at it like that. I did that thing. Okay, I'm going to fix it now. Now I have the opportunity to actually elevate that thing that I did. And only I could have done that. The point isn't, oh, I need to do sin to elevate Hashem. The point is, in retrospect, I can say, I can elevate that negative thing that I did. And I can bring tremendous amount of light in that corner of my life. Does that make sense? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that's why Rosh Hashanah is connected to coronating the king. We're crowning Hashem king. So it's, it's again, it's connecting, it's connecting to that tshuva, that we're returning the malchut, we're t- returning our, our sense of self and, and, and Hashem's um, kingship back to its source. And we're saying, Hashem, you are a king. That way for Rosh Hashanah, we're prepared to say, Hashem, you run the world. Um, there's an amazing Hayomyom. I think it's the third of Tishrei. Um, the, the Rebbe quotes Reb Zusha Vanipoli that says that Tshuva is an acronym for five verses. Okay, so the Taf of Tshuva is Tamim Tihiyeh Amashem Elokecha. Trust God, trust God your Lord with all your faith until trust God your Lord with all your faith. So in English it sounds kind of funny, like it's hard to understand what it means. But trust God the Yudke Vavke, your Lord, which is Elokecha, with all your faith. So it's important to understand that these two names of Hashem represent two different things. The name Elokecha represents Teva. The Gematria, Elo, Elo, the name Elokim, means nature and it's connected, it has the same Gematria as the word Ha Teva, nature, which means that what I'm trusting in is that. The natural order, the things that happen to me in my life are Hashem in His essence, are Hashem fully and completely. And going into our life with that mentality that really everything is from the essence of Hashem. Um, the Shin is Shviti Hashem Lenegdi Tamid, which is I have placed Hashem before me always. Um, not, not 
and not just Hashem, although we can't say just Hashem, that's already great, but also the fullness in which Hashem created the world. That Hashem created the world, yesh ma'ayin, from nothing. Hashem is constantly recreating the world for me. The Vav is connected to um, to love your fellow as yourself. And the Altar Rebbe says that when you attain the level of love, of loving your fellow, you can attain love of God. Can you do me a favor? Can you ask them to not lift the, not drag the chairs? Thank you. Maybe ask Ethan. Do you want to just, Aliza, you want to ask Michael Lowe? Just call out to Michael Lowe. Thank you. Um, so, so part of loving Hashem is loving the spark of Hashem that is within each and every one of us. So we can't have a full and complete love of Hashem if we can't love all of Hashem's children. Because um, we're all manifestations of Hashem. The, the bet is everything you see and experience is from Hashem. And this is the idea of seeing Hashkacha practice in your life. Seeing the divine intervention in your life. That everything that happens, where you were this summer, who your friends are, who you bumped into, what class you went to, who your teacher is, who your parents are, where you live, everything that Hashem, everything that happens to you is happening for you. And the hay is Haznaya Lachet Imashem Alokecha to walk humbly with the Lord your God. The importance of humility. Um, and that the more we can empty ourselves and acknowledge that the gifts that we have are from Hashem alone, um, the more conscious connection we have with Hashem. Okay, any questions? Comments? Cool. Okay. This is a lot of me talking. I'm like getting sick of my own voice. Okay. Um, we'll jump into the shofar. So the Gemara tells us that there are 10 reasons that are given of why we blow the shofar. We're not going to go into all 10. They're in here though. You can definitely take a look. Really fascinating. Um, but one of the reasons is the trumpets are sounded as we appoint a new king. Um, so Rosh Hashanah, we're coordinating the king. And during the month of Elul, there's a custom to hear the shofar every single day. And we're, we're acknowledging that we're, we are coordinating Hashem as king. The shape of the shofar, first of all, it must be bent to symbolize that our hearts and our spirits are bent before Hashem. We're coming with a humbled spirit. Um, the shofar is also narrow at the mouth and wide at the end. And this is the idea that we call from the depths of our heart and that from that place, from the depths, from the, from our essence, from our core, we have the ability to pierce the heaven and cause an expansive response, particularly in the month of Elul. The shofar is hollow because we're hollowing out our insides to make ourselves receptive to a much greater light. We're letting go. 
We're letting go of all the things that we built around our identity this past year. And we're letting go. We're starting anew. We're starting fresh, clean slate, fresh canvas. The ram's horn. So the ram is it's a docile animal and it's humble. And the idea is Kabbalah's all. Um, there's an idea of Nasev and Nishmat where we're, we are here to serve you, Hashem. Part of acknowledging that the we part of acknowledging the king is also the idea of I'm here to serve. I'm here in service to you, Hashem. Um, also that there are no cracks in the shofar. So that the sound be heard um, clearly and smoothly and that our plea is an honest one, a sincere one. Also, there are three different sounds of the shofar and these three different sounds are the different cries that we have to Hashem. And if you listen to the sound of the shofar, it really looks like it's, it, it's what it says about the sound of the shofar, it's the, it's the cry of the soul. It's our soul yearning to be close to Hashem. It's a wake-up call. The Rambam says that the sound of the shofar is a wake-up call to wake up from our deep slumber. Wake up. Wake up. That's the shofar. Okay, so we said that Elul has five acronyms. We're only going to talk... Okay, so the main... I mean, the one that we are most familiar with is Ani Ladodi Vidodi Li. And what's interesting about Ani Ladodi Vidodi Li, I am, my, I am to my beloved and my beloved is to me, is that the last letter of each of these words is with a Yud. So 4 times 10 is 40. And 40 is always connected to transformation. The month of Elul is connected to transformation... We see that there were 40 years in the desert. There were 40 days of the Mabul. There's 40 se'ah in a mikvah. 40 is the number of transformation. And we mentioned inaliado um, v'samti lach. That's the other pasuk. That's one of the other pasukim. Um, and it translates to, to deliver into his I shall establish for you. And this alludes to the city of refuge, but really that Elul is a time of refuge. Okay. So the last concept is the king is in the field. Um, so there's a famous mimer, Ani Ladodi Vidodi Li. We're going to be learning this in Morning Chassidus, so if you want to join us, you can. Um, and... One of the important ideas of Ani Ladodi Vidodi Li, I am to my beloved as my beloved is to me, is this dynamic between us and, and Hashem. That there are times of, in our life where we are the initiator, and there are times in our life where Hashem is the initiator. And in the month of Elul, Ani Ladodi, we are the initiator. We initiate. We come into the month strong and do our Hidbodidu, we do our Hashbon Anefesh, we do our inner work. And we are met in the month of Elul with a reciprocation of rachamim and mercy, right? The idea is that the king is in the field. The king is not in his royal garments. The king is stripped into flannel shirt, a rodeo hat, like dirty boots, and is just like chilling with us in the mud, so to speak. Um, and that dynamic creates an opportunity to really come close to Hashem in a very real way. So 
there's a double-edged sword here. And that's because usually in our connection with Hashem, it's a little bit tricky because it's much easier to connect to Hashem when there's inspiration, right? When we're in Israel during the high holidays, the month of Tishrei, there's a lot of hoopla. By the time you hit Tishrei, it's like, let's go. You're in shul, you're fasting, you're hearing the shofar. You've bought your yom tov clothes. You're in the zone. You're with your, it's, there's a lot of energy there. There's a lot of hype. Elul, there's no hype. Elul is very simple. Elul is, the king is there, ready, waiting for you. And if you want to come, you come. If you don't come, it's okay. You didn't come, it's okay. There's no like need or necessity. It's, it just happens to be that our accessibility to Hashem is very much there without the inspiration. So it's like, well, how do I connect? Do I connect? Is it, I'm just going to wait for Tishrei because that's when like where all the hustle and bustle is. But I think that we build a very important muscle in the month of Elul because we're not always going to have the inspiration. We're not always going to be fresh out of seminary. We're not always going to be in a sheer. We're not always going to be um, going, you know, there are going to be times where I'm going through something. I'm having a challenge. And it's important in those moments when there isn't all that hype around us to be able to say, I'm with the king. I'm with the king. The king is here with me. So it's really important in this month to, although we don't feel the hoopla, to know that the king is super accessible and very, very close to us. But it's not with trumpets blazing. It's not with, um, it's not, it doesn't feel like, it's not a yomtiv. Like Elul is not a yomtiv. It's a very simple time in the month. And the point is, is that we have to do the work to move forward in our relationship with Hashem. Um, yeah. Um, kind of just a comment related to this. Um, I heard my rabbi Joel, um speaking, and he said the reason why we have Yom is Hakipurim and not Yom Hakipur, I think it's referred to, um, is kind of to show the relationship that also like we're asking God for forgiveness, but God's also asking us for forgiveness in the sense that like all the things like whatever challenges we had throughout the year, God's also saying like I'm sorry, like let's start over, and I think. That's like the whole thing, the king in the field. And like, we have, we always, I think, at least for me, I saw like Yom Kippur as this like scary and like what Tali said, like, why isn't it like this fearful day? But when you look at it in that way, that like God kind of does want to be like, we just have to meet God halfway and God's willing to like reciprocate that. Mm. And it's that type of like relationship with love. And totally. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, imagine what it feels like to be at like a concert with like 30,000 people, like the amount of resources that goes in to pull off an event like that. It's like maybe millions of dollars. There's lights, there's cameras, there's, there's, you know, it's, there's so much hype around it. Imagine creating that energy and creating that buzz for yourself when you're not actually there. Like imagine sitting on your bed and creating that level of hype, that's what Elul is. Elul is, it's totally self-generated. It's completely motivated by you. It's completely coming from you. There's no arena. It's not even your best friend's what. It's like, it is you alone with Hashem. Create that magic. It's your time to create that spark and be conscious of it. I also feel like it's not a coincidence that these holidays and like Elul comes like right <coughs> as like, we're all starting school and like that 
the time of year, like in its nature, is like hectic. Even if you're past school and like you're starting your new job, it's like the, the start of the New York new work year, and like the summer's kind of like heading out. And like right now, like when you're so busy and there's a million other things on your mind, there's a million other things to work on. Like you have, are you gonna put this first, or are you gonna let everything that's like supposed to be like the I guess the Yitzhahara of the time, like, come in front of you and, like, cloud what you're supposed to be focusing on. Right. Like, in this month in order to get it. It's very easy to just let this time pass by because there isn't anything. Yeah. And I think it's on purpose. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the Yitzhahara, like, being at its its highest that there's, like, so many things pulling at you in a million directions and you have to try to, like, prioritize this time. Right. And also, it's it's really, it's really, um... It's really, it's real when it comes from you. It's not always so real when it's coming from all of your external, you know, people and places. So it, it, Hashem really puts us to task to like scout inward. Find it inside of yourself. Um, okay, last couple important things. Um, it's really cool that Chai Elul is the, is the, uh, it's called the Two Great Luminaries, the birthday of the Baal Shem Tov and the Alter Rebbe. So it's an opportunity to also connect to the secrets and the um, the mystical parts of Torah. The yard site of the Ben Ishchai, if we have any Svartim in here, um, is the 27th of Elul. And um, if you just flip your page real quick. So you can do this on your own time, but really thinking about um, three areas you want to improve in between me and Hashem, between me and others, between me and myself, and three areas you want to improve in, in your thoughts, speech, and well, thoughts, your intellect, your emotions, and your actions. And you can build this out however way you want, but really taking the time to do a stock taking of your year, like a your business owner. This you're you're the CEO of your life, and looking at your past year and saying, where was I successful? Where was, did I struggle? What can I work on? What things do I need to build into my life to help me maintain? We all need healthy infrastructure. I thought it was also cool. I heard from Rav that the Yud Gimel Rathmin Torah is the meaning of words in between Bereshit Bara Elohim and the next Elohim. There's 13 words in between. Whoa. I love that. Oh, that was cool idea. I love that. You just reminded me. We also say chapter 27 of Tehillim twice a day after Shachri and after Mincha, and it says Hashem's name 13 times. So it's, again, we're opening up the gates of mercy and compassion. So... We should have a good and sweet year. We should be signed and sealed for an amazing year together. We should have Mashiach, health, happiness, joy. Um, I'm Dasi Zar. If I haven't met you, please come and introduce yourself to me. I hope you enjoy. And cheers. Dasi, 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 Dasi.